0: Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life Podcast, and we are very excited today because we have a wonderful guest, and she has a fabulous new TV show. We are here with Robin Givens. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, the us includes our on air anchor, Ali Stagnita.
1: Hello. With that
0: pretty dress on. Oh, thank you. We're I saw perfect. her in the hallway and I was like,
1: it's raining outside. And I was like, oh,
0: it was like a <laughs> your breath of fresh air. Yes, we try to be sunshine when it's yes. all gloomy outside. <laughs> yes, it works. Yes, gloomy New York City day. Yeah. And then also joining us is our silent producer, Nick. Hey, Nick, don't say anything. <laughs> but hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's all we get out of him is a thumbs up. <laughs> but listen, we we really are thrilled for you. Today is actually a big day because tonight your new TV show, Ambitions. I love the name. You have Am- to say ambitions. it like Oprah says Bish. it like that. Ambitions. Yeah. <laughs> ambitions. Yeah. yeah. Ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like Oprah. (laughs) Yes, trying to be Oprah. (laughs) We all are. And that's because it is on Oprah's own network. And it's going to be on every week at Tuesdays at 10. So everybody needs to tune in. And Robin, you are starring in the show. Mm -hmm. And you have a really interesting, a very interesting role of a powerful female attorney Mm -hmm. who's also married to the mayor of Atlanta. Yes. Yes. What can I say about this show? I mean...
1: I've used the word delicious. I've heard yummy. Mm. Um, Oprah says salacious. It's all of those scintillating. It is all of those things. I play Stephanie Carlisle Lancaster. She likes to include her maiden name because her family is part of her legacy that she kind of doesn't want to give up. So she's kind of got a foot in both camps. She's a Carlisle, but she's a Lancaster. So she's married this man that she has ambitions for to become the governor of of Georgia someday. Um, right. So mayor is not big enough. for Mayor her. is not big enough. Is not, it's only the beginning. And, um, it's about a bunch of lawyers, uh, power set in Atlanta. And, uh, it's got a lot of sex going on. Ooh. And isn't...
0: <laughs> quite frankly. Whoa, power, can I say that?
1: Nick, can yeah. I say that? Don't answer Nick, but am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <All> you <right. laughs> are.
0: So power, sex, ambitions, um, female impo- it, yeah. empowerment and leadership. Thought, you know, I was talking,
1: um, or you know, we were we were somewhere, ABFF, you know, promoting um, um, the show, and I was listening to our creator talk, Jamie Giddens, who I just think is so wonderful and brilliant. And I... I have to say, I I feel like I'm so part of his dream come true. You know, he was working somewhere, like a civilian job, and had dreamed about – loved doing soaps forever. He loves Dynasty in Dallas and all these soaps, and and Will Packer kind of discovered him. So I feel like I'm almost inside of his dream come true, which is kind of exciting. But he was talking about all these different couples, right, which are power couples, and he said – The real kind of core of the show is a love story between two women that were dear friends, just dear friends, one betrayed the other, so their friendship was broken, and they're sort of coming back, their rivalry. And, and will they come back together? And and they're, the sort of fierceness between the two
0: of them, which I think is interesting, kind of br- when girl code is broken. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now the, the woman who, you were one of the best friends. Yes. And then the other best friend is a woman called Amara. Amara Amar- Hughes, played by Essence Atkins. And they went to
1: school together. They were sorority sisters together. They were best friends. And my character, Stephanie Lancaster, was in love with a man, dated a man. They broke up, you know, like kid on and again off again, and she ends up getting together with him. Oh, Amara. Amara gets together with uh-huh. your ex. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. He marries her cuz he's a good guy, he does the right thing. Um but, uh,
0: and so that's the breaking girl code that that's, she, that, that I'm talking about, right? That she got, had an affair with one of your exes, a yes. serious ex, a serious pre- ex pregnant exactly. and married him. And, he, yeah. and she's also an attorney, isn't she's she? She's also an attorney. She's a
1: di- district attorney and they, they live in Birmingham. They decide to relocate to Atlanta to work on their marriage. This mm. is your friend. That's my friend. Ex-friend. My, my ex-friend. Ex-friend. Uh, so, and she basically walks into a lion's den. She doesn't know what she's walking into, this couple, with all of these this struggle and this power going on. And it's, it's nice to see what happens between the two of them. It's like
0: let the games begin. Mm. And, and the thing is, when you say your family, Thank that's you. important because isn't it a big, um, powerful, uh, like sort of long-lasting family law firm? That's Right. So you're you're at your, your father's I'm at my
1: father's law firm, right? It's been it's an incredibly successful law firm. My character feels that it's time for her father to retire and hand over the law firm to her. And he refuses to do it. And the only reason he really won't do it is because she's a woman. Oh. So, in many respects, the core of who my character's playing is sort of fighting. For, for women, I mean, and, and trying to play in a field of boys, you know, and, or men, and prove that she's just as good. And is what kind of law do you practice? Oh, well, well you know, she's fighting for a big pharmaceutical company. So it's a big corporate law, but she's determined to bring down this pharmaceutical company. She lost her sister to an opioid overdose. I so,
0: see. So she's in corporate law, but she's fighting another big bad yes, corporation. Yes,
1: exactly. And she's determined to bring them down. So it's an interesting character because I think Jamie sort of wrote her as this ice queen. And I think because she sort of lives by her own rules, um, you can kind of on the surface feel that she doesn't care about anyone. She does want power. But it was challenging to me to to sort of Give her layers mm-hmm. and depths and colors and shades and not just have her be this bad woman, but but a heart. Um, and I think losing her sister and truly wanting to to bring down this pharmaceutical company because she believes they've done something wrong is part of her truth. And truly fighting for women and in terms of even her father's law firm is her truth, saying, I'm good enough.
2: I feel like there's so many, there are so many layers Mm -hmm. to her though, especially in relation to just, you know, the world today when, you know, you bring in the opioid crisis, you bring in women's empowerment, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all of these different kind of
1: issues
0: issues that are going on and do you, and also you're married to the mayor. Mm -hmm. So now what kind of a marriage is that?
1: You know what? It's you know what's so interesting in terms of what we do. You ha- I think that they have a sense of what something should be, right? And I think initially they thought that there would be no relationship that their that their relationship was a marriage of convenience. You know, it's part of power and part of being ambitious and getting so, what you want. So
0: they only married each other because he wanted somebody who was a well connected, wealthy. There you wife. go. And That's she good- knew that he that he could potentially be mayor.
1: But Brian White, who plays Evan Lancaster, and I had such chemistry. I remember Jamie saying, he said he wrote an argument, and the way we did it is, like, Brian put my feet in his lap. You know, there was, like, a coziness to us. So it becomes a little bit of a dysfunctional relationship. You get the feeling that there is love there, but it's it, it's toxic. It, it's, it becomes really interesting.
0: So are they... It, they married each other for convenience because mm-hmm. they thought, hey, we can together, mm-hmm. we can wield even bigger influence hey, and go. get to our goals mm-hmm. than we can apart. Have they been married for long? I think they have. Well, they've got two kids. Oh. So they've got two kids. So they've got an
1: older son and a younger daughter so they, who's do they, yeah. do <laughs> they do it.
0: They do it. They do it. They do do
1: it. Well, at first we were even wondering. Brian was like, so the, do they ever do it? You know, and everybody was doing it around us. And like I said, we had such chemistry, so they end up doing it. <laughs> well they had to have on done it. A, at least a, twice. A, at least twice they did it. But you really get to see a relationship develop that they almost get the sense that they're each other's best opponents and it kind of turns them on mm. in a way. You know? It becomes really interesting. Did you look at any women or relationships in particular when you
2: were um, you know, creating your character? No,
1: not really. It was something that really happened organically. I think Brian and I read together and and there was just a sense of our, each of us, he went to Dartmouth, I went to Sarah La- there was a sense of simpatico mm. between us that just kind of, they had to kind of fuse in there, you know? Um, and it's nice. He's a nice person to play with. Right.
0: <laughs> but not necessarily a nice character. Like how would you describe his character? Oh man. I mean, is he corrupt
1: as mayor? He, he's, Oh God. You know, everybody kind of wants what they want in this show. Um, and go about getting it in strange ways. So he wants what he wants. Um, I don't think he's a corrupt mayor. I think in some ways he's from the wrong side of the tracks, let's mm. say, than her. Uh, so I think he does have an allegiance to a certain group of people and he's going to try to do the right thing. But he does want to be governor. And he's got a certain swag about it. Um, but he likes women. Mm. <laughs> Which brings us back to the sex of the show. Right. <laughs> you know?
0: and, and do you each
1: have affairs? Yes, we do. I we see. do. I didn't for a long time, and I was going, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, you are like, not. I've got to get it. Yeah, like something. everybody else is like everybody else is getting it, except what's, what's up with Stephanie? Right, like he's having an affair. Yeah. And then yeah. once it started, it just hasn't stopped. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. take me back, and then like, take me back. I'm like, wait a minute, you know? But it's nice. Um, there's a great scene we do where you see him defend her in a situation and she's usually pretty good at taking care of things herself but he steps in and defends her and she says "I, you know it reminds me of how much your mind can turn me on and it goes from like this fight to just ripping each other's clothes off, which is fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Clearing off the desk. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, everyone <laughs> yeah.
0: wants to always be. Like, yeah. yeah, Everybody always, has to do that at least once. <laughs> right. It look, always looks good in a film or a TV show to have sex on a desk, but it actually must be really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. gosh, think God about it. Think it's a it. really hard surface. It's a very hard
1: surface. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't that even comfortable when we were doing it, but it's, you know. Everybody's well, got to. Do. You don't laugh to, but you know, think of all the things with acting that you get to do that maybe you wouldn't do necessarily Sex at home. So Sex on, on the desk. desk. Sex on the desk. <laughs> you know, it's just all the things you would never do. It's okay to do, yeah. and there's no guilt involved. You're like, yeah, it's not me.
0: Okay, right. so now we know you haven't done that in real life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> what about you, no. Nick? What about you, Nick? Don't say anything, anything. No. <laughs> He's silent. Silent, Nick. <laughs> Can't say anything. That's (laughs) can't say anything um now but why do you think that there is a fascination in shows with with these dynastic families i mean think about it because like you mentioned it dynasty Mm -hmm. we've got power empire empire yeah like they're all about families that are that are that that are very wealthy And maybe we
1: live vicariously through them. The royals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we really are living vicariously through them. One of the things that I have to say that I feel like we haven't touched on yet is that it's just fun. You know, as much as, and that was important for me to give this character a certain sense of humor. Um, But- Maybe we're living vicariously through them. I mean, they're... And you like know, we
0: really kind of have a fantasy about coming from a family like that. Well, I think
1: in many respects, all family, you know, think about Thanksgiving dinners when everybody's like, oh, here we go. Thanksgiving starting, you know, and and the dysfunction that can possibly go on when somebody's had like one too many glasses of wine and bringing up history from 25 years ago, right? And you're just doing it in a bigger house. Mm-hmm. And with... Really good clothes and <laughs> and a bigger yeah. inheritance and a bigger inheritance <laughs> yeah. and and saying things that they're saying things you wish you could say, you know things like that. I think it kind of makes it fun.
0: Yeah, there, but there definitely is a theme of, mm-hmm. uh, of a lot of these shows. Where That's there's, interesting. Yeah, a lot of wealth and a lot of uh, rivalry mm-hmm. to actually get to run the corporation or to get the, the biggest inheritance or run the country if it's about the, the right. royals. Right, right, right. Um, and so I wonder if that... How, I guess that must be a secret fantasy for a lot of people that they wish... What do you think? I think it's ca- just like well, entertainment. You would want to have an inheritance, right?
2: Well, yeah, but I think it's just entertainment too. It's kind of like you know, thinking like how the other half lives. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, yes, it's like, you true. know, this might not, people are obsessed with the Kardashians. Right. Um, right. You're right. right. That, you know? that is true. So, like they're, they exist. And then like our modern day soap up, opera. kind Yeah. Of thing. Let's make up our own stories about what they could be doing and what these like big, Fancy families. You know, what if Jay-Z and Beyonce one day decide to, like, pull an
1: empire? You know?
2: Like, <laughs> right. Just things right. like that. I think they people just I, find it I get it that. I think they, it is. And
1: it is living through people. And it is fun.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things I like, too, is your wardrobe on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, seriously. You have incredible sexy suits. Yeah, she doesn't wear
1: sweats, that's for sure. No, she's you know, I was, really dressed. I was, I was saying this to somebody, and even coming in here today, it reminded me when we were looking at the beautiful pictures. But, you know, I grew that's up- That's watch- outside our okay. offices. Yes, it's so Listeners. magnificent. I mean, mag- and it takes you back, you know? We're in time where women dress differently, right? Like, they didn't go around so casually, let's say. But I grew up, like, watching Betty Davis- and Lauren McCall, like, you know, Rita Hayworth. Mm.
0: You know, um, all note that. to the list- millennial listeners out there, those are huge, glamorous Hollywood stars. Fabulous. Look it up, look them up. But if you think about it, even if you think about Mae West, like I lo- always loved
1: strong women that could drink whiskey with the guys. Yes. You know what I mean? That could play pool with the guys, that could hang with the guys and still look good in a dress mm-hmm. and still be feminine. And a while back, I did my first film was Rage in Harlem, and I, I did a femme fatale. Bell, mm-hmm. With Gregory Hines, Forrest sweater, And she was like right off of those pages to me, you know, even with the swooped hair, her wardrobe. And now I almost feel like there's a little bit of a modern day, Stephanie Lancaster has that as a modern day woman. I mean, she can carry a gun. I mean, she carries a gun. And And problem. I mean, she does. (laughs) (laughs) She really does. You know, she can hang with the guys and still be
0: feminine and powerful. I love that. Well, and I think that's also fantasy, too, just with the wardrobe. Because, as you just said, so many women today are very casual at work. They don't dress up. They don't wear power suits. um, Unless you know maybe if you are at at a big corporate law firm right and what everything. does a
1: power suit look like now yeah. that's what i was really interested in doing i did a movie a while back with a, a woman that was a powerful woman boomerang that people liked and and we had to think about what she could wear and i'm i'm really tiny like most people think i'm i'm like 5'10 yeah. everybody was like you mean you're not 5'10 i'm like no i'm not 5'10 what yeah. are you 5'4 <laughs> no i'm 5'5 five, 5'5 five, five, five. On a good day after yoga class? Five five? five, <laughs> yeah. five, five. We'll it depends t- if, if I've been on my reformer Pilates machine you're a lot. taller than I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but we put her, I can't wear certain I'm you know, they immediately like Giorgio Armani. Well I can't really wear Giorgio Armani. It's hard for me because it kind of mm-hmm. swallows it me. Swallows so I can wear Alaya. So she wore lots of alaya. It just fits me tight. Which it makes is very me look body conscious. Ex- and it makes me look longer, you know? So but so many people refer to that that movie. And I was I remember walking in a rainy day like this in, in Vancouver. And I, the costume designer from Ambitions called me. And she goes, you know, we loved you in Boomerang. We want to put you in suits. And I'm like, wait, okay, guys. That was a while. What does that look like now? True. You know, what does a power woman look like now? How You know, so they thought outside of the box a little bit. And she gets to play with her wardrobe. It's not just a suit. Right.
2: So. It reminds me a lot of like Olivia Colpa. Uh, not Olivia Colpa. Uh, Olivia Pope. Pope. Oh, yeah. Right. Olivia yes. Pope. And and she had those great, you know, one color monochromatic mm-hmm. looks that you know, it might not be a jacket and and pants, I, but it was kind of like a, yeah. a cape yeah. and pants and and a, or a dress and it, it was very feminine yet she was a powerful woman yeah. so she looked powerful in her clothes. Yes.
1: Yes. And as women are constantly evolving, and, and the world is evolving to who and accepting who we are in our strength. What does that look like now? Mm-hmm. You
0: know? I love um, well, yeah, and I, I, I do wish it would be wonderful to see some of the female candidates feel, I think, comfortable enough because there are so much, you know, in the public eye and get criticized for their fashion to actually be able to dress like Stephanie Lancaster. Wouldn't a it be Stephanie cool Lancaster. if you
1: think about that? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be cool blow people away. If Elizabeth Warren yeah. was, like, dressed. I, I, you get the feeling that they're almost trying to find their way. Definitely. As we, as America, are trying to find our way with what a powerful woman looks like. You know? Yeah. And that it's okay to be powerful. And we've we've run things before. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And that we don't have to be
2: in, like, black and white suits to yeah. look or like and men. And pants. In like, yeah. pants. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to try to look
0: yeah. like men
1: to be powerful. Exactly. We can just... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And our yep. femininity isn't a bad thing. Right.
0: Now, what is it with you and mayors? Because you also <laughs> uh, play yeah. oh, a mayor right. in Riverdale. Oh my god, that
1: is so funny. I never like, you <laughs> and uh, mayor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <We're laughs> like wait, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? I was thinking the only time I really made that connection. Was we were shooting a scene in, in in my husband Evan Lancaster's office, and it's huge, right? And I was like, "Well, my, I'm a mayor, and my <laughs> no. my office is really <laughs> tiny. What the heck am I doing wrong?" So yeah, yeah, yeah. The mayor of Riverdale. That you know that was really interesting. Just another powerful another. She is powerful. She's different than Stephanie, but you know, she's, how would you describe her? You know, she, I think she's more of a mom. I think mm. she, as much as Stephanie is a mom. She just wants her daughter to follow suit and fall in line with the family's legacy and plan. Um, I think that my character in Riverdale is more, Sierra McCoy is more nurturing. Um, you know, I can see her sitting and, you know, they're curling up in bed and going to movies together and her doing her hair. I don't see Stephanie having time for any of that. Um, but she is, she is powerful, but I think she's more of a mom.
2: That's so interesting because I think definitely in season one, they don't necessarily play, her, you, you know, Mayor doesn't, she doesn't seem like she is um, right that Mayor. kind of mom, right. Right. Mayor McCoy. So I feel like, but then, you know, as, this, yeah. as the story progresses, obviously you learn she's very concerned about Josie's, um, you know, well-being. And her career, and right? Her and career, at one career. point, she, yeah. Yeah. So how did you kind of create that storyline. Um, I think with think I
1: think writers re- I remember back in the day oh my god I'm going Howard Hessman saying that you know when, when I was doing Head of the Class he said mm-hmm. you know for TV writers really watch people. Yeah. And then they kind of write accordingly and I know that's happened with Stephanie Lancaster on Would Ambitions. You, do you
0: mean that they watch you acting as people or they watch real life people?
1: No I think they watch us on set I and they see, see certain warmth and chemistry and I don't even know if they necessarily respond to it knowingly. I know that Jamie Giddens said they had that I did Stephanie with a sense of humor so they had they really loved it and they leaned into it Mm -hmm. I mean she has lines that you just wouldn't believe it's great (laughs) but um I think even you know they're they are mothers it's kind of warped a little bit on Riverdale Mm -hmm. but they're all really and even if you think I was it season two or three what are we up to now it's all gone so fast four okay yeah we're starting four but you know all of those parents were so connected as kids Right, which I love. It was so I mean, cool. you get to think about them in high school when they were their kids' age, um, so that's pretty cool. I yeah. loved that. Yeah, I that, loved I, that we love that too. The warmth of, of it. It was cool climbing, sneaking into the school, and mm-hmm. you know. And now I'm with Sheriff Keller, which was really cool. Yeah. I know,
0: it's wild. A lot of creepy things happen in that little town. I know. With those people. But
1: once (laughs) again, so it's even the same kind of correlation, I think. So you're having a fascination to certain types of show. Well, here's just like a regular small town. Yeah
0: where bad things are happening. A lot of bad things. People <laughs> yeah. are obsessed. Yeah. I know. It's weird. It's a little Twin Peaksy y that is, way. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. I think our creator, well, Machen, yeah. Amy, yes, right? She's she was from in Twin it. Peaks, right? I think, our, I think our creator really loved Twin Peaks. I did a pilot with Machen a while ago, so it was nice to kind of circle back. I was like, Machen, you're here? I'll never forget like the first time I worked, which was yeah. the second episode. I was like, Machen. Like I had no idea. And like who knew? I grew up with Archie you know yeah. yeah we all did but, we, like, jo- and, but 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 think of how it's changed i mean it was they were brilliant because you take that classic you know i would say
0: like that was you know, so bubble gummy bubble that, gummy it was miss literally grundy, on bubble bun. miss, miss Gru- grundy yeah
1: but she was like 72 yeah wore a bun you know glasses and our miss grundy i i flew in with her the same day i'm like who are you playing miss grundy i'm like She's 26 and hot and she's sleeping with sleeping Archie. With Archie. Uh, I love it. I know. Right? I Look know. at your face. You lit up. Nick, what do you think about that? Don't say anything, Nick <laughs>
0: <laughs> And you better not try that in real life as a teacher. Sleep, sleep nope. or sleeping with your students. Nothing on Yeah, yeah, Nothing, nothing. You can't try any of this yeah, stuff at home, the guys. you yes. oh, Don't try any of This is
1: entertainment. It's all pure entertainment. Yes. Now,
2: the cast is so close. Yeah um on Riverdale um obviously you all lost Luke Perry um do you you know is there any do you know anything going forward what what you're I don't
1: know how they're going to handle um any of it it's just you know we were kind of coming up and looking at your beautiful pictures Mm -hmm. here and talking a little bit about loss um and seeing pictures on on the wall and you know, I was saying in the uh, t- saying to you that it's just sometimes it's hard to wrap your mind around. It's yeah. still
0: Around you know, mortality.
1: Mortality. And and that someone's here and then not, you know. And you know, Luke and I stayed in the same hotel. He never got an apartment. There's like Robin, I don't live here. I'm not getting an apartment. <laughs> you know, you know. Hoover, but we yeah. would all like we were always like so. We take a ride home from the studio to the hotel at night and oh God, talk politics more than you could possibly imagine, and talk about our kids more than you can imagine, and go, you know, you want to go get, grab a a bite I'm gonna go get crab legs let's Mm. and just walk and she hung out a lot oh yeah and and yeah I can think of one time on a set we were doing a big scene where everybody was there and it was myself and Molly Ringwald and Luke and we're sitting around with our phone and Molly's showing pictures of her twins or whatever you know yeah and and then Luke's showing pictures of his kids and talking about his son's wrestling and I've got my boys and we look up and you know there's Cammy and everybody's on their phone and just and we're like Luke goes oh my god How did we get to be the adults? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're the adults now. How did that happen?
0: Right. And you had Um, a lot in common because you were both really in teen, hugely popular teenage sitcoms. Yeah. Him with 90210 and you with Head of the Class. And I remember, I can, oh gosh,
1: I can remember where we would get our messages for Head of the, they had a guy that would answer the phone. Like nobody had cell phone. Oh God, I'm dating myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Nick, say (laughs) something
1: and help me here, Nick. Just say anything. (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, and somebody would answer the phone, right, because you couldn't just text and get messages. And, you know, Marty, I'll never forget, you know, you've got a message. But I remember when 90210 started, and one of our things for head of the class is, you know, we were still adults. We wanted to, like, kiss and do stuff. We wanted, like, stuff, you know. And they were like, absolutely not. No, no, no. Everything was innuendo. Well, here comes 90210, however many, a couple of years later. And they're doing – they're getting drunk. They're sleeping (laughs) together. They're doing all this stuff. And we are like – so just what, what a few years makes, you know, in the world. It was, it was amazing. But Luke talks about, talked about that time with such a reverence and gratitude. And, and it was nice. I'm, I'm honored to have gotten to spend some time with him. So well, sorry for the yeah. loss. Yeah. It's You're a great a loss. Big, big hole. Yeah. For how,
0: how did the cast react? Like, were you all instantly in touch with each other?
1: Well, well, I, you know, my last memory or last time with Luke. I was actually I, I booked, I was doing Riverdale and The Fix, a show called The yes. Fix. And and I was flying back and forth. And then I got ambitions and we were starting ambitions and I had to get on the red eye from Vancouver to fly to Atlanta where we shoot. And they had to shoot me out because I had to make the flight. And he was like, okay, okay, everybody on this side. You know, just in terms of blocking, mm-hmm. let's shoot Robin's close-ups. She's got to get the flight, you know, he's like, you got the light going, you know, and and you say goodbye to somebody, and you never know what's going to happen. Think. So when I when I got the call that that um, something had happened, and he hadn't been doing well. You you also have a feeling like oh something not so great happened, but it'll be okay, right? You I know? think we all thought that at first. Yeah, so he'll, he'll get better. Yeah. Um, so when I got the call uh, that um, he wasn't okay, it was quite difficult. And everybody, you know, you just get on the phone and start texting. And yeah. Ashley was. Joe, who plays my daughter, was in tears and Machen, uh, just
0: everybody kind of banded together. Yeah, Right. Yeah. yeah I'm sure know. that you were yeah. all devastated. Yeah. Listen, we were devastated yeah. because he was an icon yeah. for us as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, just life is not fair. Yeah. Life is just not fair. And it was so unexpected. And he really leaves up a hole. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you got that wonderful time me to too. spend with him and to bond with him mm-hmm. and talk about your kids a lot. Yeah. And um, your kids are so important to right. you. You've got two sons. Yeah. Um, and you ha-
2: adopted your first son. I did.
0: I adopted That's my incredible. first son. Yeah. He was four weeks old. My buddy. Because now I say
1: big and hairy. So yeah. <laughs> I always say he know? he's 25. Oh, and my young too. yeah my younger one is 19. So I always say with one, I just gained no weight. And with one, I gained a lot of weight. Like (laughs) that seems like the only difference. Like I always forget, you know? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so fun. And, and where are they at? What are they doing? So
1: my, my older, my older son is in Atlanta. He actually is with me. Both of my kids play tennis. So they play tennis forever. So he's actually teaching.
0: Do you play tennis? I,
1: I used to far more and far better when before I had kids and before I became a tennis mom, and you start mm. getting Gatorade and driving the car, orange peels—that's right—and just like sitting there and <laughs> watching, watching everybody else but yourself, you know. Um, but uh, so he's there working at a tennis academy and uh, my younger son just finished his first year in college. He plays tennis for the, uh, for, the for the team, for the school. Team. That's fabulous. Yeah, he's very excited about finishing his first year. He thinks yeah. he wants to be a lawyer. In, uh, oh! Is, it, is he going to watch every, Ambitions? Every, every, yeah, right? No, no, he can't. He cannot watch Ambitions. Just circling back to that whole desk thing. He can't watch Ambitions. I think I saw some promo and I think my legs went in the air and I was like, whoa, hey! You know, we do ADR, right? Which, you know, you go in to do, when, when the sound, over. Yeah, right. for the voiceover when the sound isn't right. And I remember going to do ADR one time. And I went, wow, God, who's that naked woman th- that guy's throwing around? And they're like, Robin, that's you. <laughs> yeah,
0: you uh-huh. like, good, I was like oh, yeah. all the days are running
1: together. I was like, whoa.
0: whoa! I blocked oh, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't so
1: completely funny. naked, Nick. All, you almost said something, Nick. You almost I almost got you to say something. But 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 you still I was like, who is who who is that
0: woman So you've had to block this on your TV. Yes. <laughs> this is well what are you gonna controlled.
1: do? You know, I like give up. I was like, what are you gonna do? It was my my um we had a screening uh last night and um, everybody was there my oldest son came, which was so cute and and um, he was watching, there's a big gala scene and it sort of sets up all of these different relationships. Okay. So my relationship with Amara and, you know, trying to get her and then maybe who the mayor is sleeping, all these different things. And it's like innuendos, all the, mm-hmm. this, this shot. And if I, he turns to me and goes, Mom, this is an orgy. Oh <laughs> <my God. laughs> I almost got to <laughs> I heard a sound, Nick. I heard a sound. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, Mom, did. Oh, no. he goes, Mom, this is an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> So you can see what's going on in our town. All <laughs> right. oh, the towns I exist in, between Riverdale and Ambitions. It's a god. The town. The, the it's all one big. Meanwhile, your
0: your sons have like the coolest mom ever.
1: Oh God! Well, yeah. I'd like to think they think that. I don't. I don't think they always feel. You know, I'm
0: basically a mom, right? It's like, don't do this, do this. But you know, you what, know? But, but children never think their parents have sex, like ever. So well, mine
1: definitely. <laughs> let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> too late in the day.
1: But I was I was like, you know, I took some time off and I, I went back to Los Angeles. I I kinda did it as an adventure with my kids and tennis and all this stuff. I get long winded, but I'm gonna cut to the chase. So <laughs> I was in this su- Building, and um, that we were in, and my son, Buddy, and I were very. My older son, we have very similar personalities, and he's like, "Come on, Mom, you got to get back to work. Basically, get out of my life. That kind of thing. You need something else to do besides us, you know." He goes, "You need a date." We get on mm-hmm. the elevator. He doesn't stop talking. The maintenance guy's on the elevator. You know, it's time for you to go out, find somebody, Mom. You can find, and he proceeds to talk about me meeting meeting a man in my life. Another oh, the elevator door open Nobody else. Can. You need a date. Do you understand? And oh like my pred- gosh. <laughs> It was more drawn out, but it was. I was just mortified.
0: <laughs> I was well, so no, mortified. i are going to create a Tinder profile for I, you, your sons.
1: I was so mortified. So yeah, my kids don't think I yeah. Oh, they don't think I, that's... They don't here. think anything, right.
0: yeah. Well, you're literally
2: on like six shows. I mean, I mean you have like <laughs> two way. in LA, two in New York. Yeah, no, you're filming no, in yeah. Atlanta, Vancouver. How do you balance it all?
1: Well, it it was a little crazy in the beginning because I was doing Riverdale, which I was really happy to do. And then my character, Sierra... Was getting married to the sheriff right. Keller, which we were so excited about, and then I got the Fix, and I loved her, Julianne, yeah, because she was so different than Tiara. Well, that was with Marsha Cross,
0: Marsha Marcia Clark, Marsha Ro-
1: yes, and Robin Tunney yes. was in it, Adewale, and 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 that and was just, just
0: just for those who haven't seen it, just give us a couple of uh, dis- like a short a description of what the Fix is.
1: What the Fix was it's really re- based on Marsha the- Clark about a woman that loses oh, a very yeah. big case for ABC. Yes. A woman loses this very big case, leaves because she's just feels like she's failed the kill he does it again you you kind of get a little sense of oj maybe mm-hmm. something happens oh, yeah. again with this guy that that does this bad thing and she's determined to get him this time um but it was much different than riverdale so it took some concentration and and focus on my part and are,
0: are you the Marsha clark
1: no no robin tunney played Marsha oh, clark I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: um so then
1: i get this script my agent's like you've got to go in for ambitions." so i'm like i'm good I was like, I'm "I'm good. (laughs) I'm like, Vancouver, I'm so good. He was like, no, 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 read it. You're going to love it. And then when I read it, I was like, oh, I have to go in. I I was like, oh, I can bring her to life. Mm. I can make her fly. You know, (laughs) I'm going to – and I don't have a dress. I'm like, nothing. So I go into costumes for the fix. I think our costume designer was like up for an Emmy. I was like, can I borrow one of those hot dresses, please? They give me a dress, put it (laughs) – Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Probably in the car, like on my way. Learn my four scenes and get there with Will Packer, who we haven't That's mentioned amazing. that, you know, who's just so lovely. And, and you know, we wow. did the gun scene. I don't know if you see the. Have you seen it? Oh, you'll love it. Oh, no, you're going to love it. I'm, I'm going to be. DDR-ing you're going to love it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. 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 You're going to love it. But it's always, it just you got to just balance
0: it all. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to have these fabulous um, women in these really strong characters on television because, you know, people are so influenced by popular culture. And it's like that's what helps to change culture, period. And there's no ignoring it. I
1: think there's no ignoring it. I've got a good friend of mine who grew up in the theater world. Mm -hmm. And then she moved on to TV, but she refuses to give in to Instagram or things like that. And you can't, the genie's out of the bottle. Like this, the world's changing. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if you use it, like people, we are influencing people and affecting them in a positive way. Pop culture is what it is, you right. know?
2: And it's entertaining and you use your platform for good. Yeah. And yeah, it's an interesting concept. My brother's taking a class in it right now. And really? And the, the stuff that goes in behind it. You know, it's like chicken or the egg sometimes. Right.
1: Yeah. But there's no – the it's I don't know where we go from here exactly. One of the things I have to say that I love about it – I was doing an interview, I think, with Wendy Williams, and she was talking about, like, times in your life. And, oh, my God, <laughs> can you imagine if people were tweeting back then? And I was like, you know what? It actually would have been a great thing to have the power of this phone that gives you a voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like fighting a big company that or that you can't go up against because right. you they can – Quiet your voice. I mean, you right. then have no voice. But you can essentially get on your phone and s- tell your truth. That's mm-hmm. that, Exactly. This, which I think is a wonderful thing. Definitely. You yeah. know, it's made the world a little smaller. People, you know, even if you, if I think about Lily Reinhardt and all those oh, people yeah. reach, from Brazil, you're talking, you know, we realize we're kind of all the more, more the same than we are different.
0: I think yeah, it, can it can be a good thing. Exactly. It can be a very, it can be a powerful. Uh, powerful tool for the positive. Yeah. Now, but because you are in so many different cities, how your okay, so one son's in Atlanta and what about your younger son who's finishing college? Is he going to, join you there like how are you oh so so I'm
1: done we're we're done with our shooting you know hopefully we'll come back you know we air tonight so hopefully we'll come back for our second season um he'll be in school back back in school by then you just kind of keep the balls in the air you know um so I'll go I'll meet him in Los Angeles and and you just kind of do I in many respects I'm not sure it's different than what any woman does Right. I think yeah. it's what it's we do. We keep juggling. It's, sure. it's just what we do. And Huge you're exhausted juggle. at night, right? You take a hot bath and have a glass wine. of wine. <laughs> you watch Ambitions now. You're <laughs> going to love it. That 10. <laughs> yeah. <'cause, laughs> no, but seriously, just circling back to things that are fun and entertaining. And I yeah. think that's why we want the fun and just a little relief from it all. Totally. Well,
0: you know, you went to Sarah Lawrence mm-hmm. and you actually went to Harvard mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Wow. And, you know, that's unusual for a lot of actors and actresses, not not that many of them actually go to college. right? <laughs> I mean, there are some right. famous ones who, right. who take time off and go to college. But you went to college. Was it really important to you that your sons went to college? Well,
1: okay. So, you know, I went to college very young. Um, so by the time I graduated from Sarah Lines, I was at Harvard for maybe like eight months. I really knew by the time I got to Harvard grad that I wanted to pursue acting. And
0: probably if Even I... Even though you enrolled, you were in pre-med or medical school, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Were you actually in medical school? No,
1: no, okay. I was at Harvard grad. I knew by the time I was going to Harvard, I wanted to try to pursue acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I really got the... I mean, I had the bug before, but if I... And if I had gone to a different undergraduate school, I might really be a doctor today. Mm. And, I mean, I think Sarah Lawrence really encouraged right. it's very the arts and I, I mean, I was 15 then.
0: Oh, you were. How did you go there? So I young? know, I don't
1: know. I don't know. Nick, I used smart? to have a brain, are, are Nick. You,
0: are you part of Mensa? Like you <laughs> I used genius? to have a brain, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I remember my Don who, you know, every kid is sort of like a counselor saying, oh. look, what else do you like doing? Just don't immerse yourself in this. So then we were all really studying acting. So that really gave me permission to kind of go for it and then at Sarah Lawrence it's like right in Bronxville so yes, between yes so I know my son so, went
0: there for a year really yeah. did he enjoy it he did but then he, he wanted to go somewhere bigger so yeah, he that, to- so that happened to Buddy yeah. so
1: Buddy went too. oh it wasn't, to Sarah Lawrence so he went to Sarah Lawrence for, for a bit it wasn't for him either it's a great school but it wasn't it wasn't for him but it's close enough where you could take the train yes into the city I mean Grand Central Station was my like yeah life. super close yeah you, and then I started getting like real jobs you know so what did your parents think oh well, I grew up with my mom, just okay. my mom. Um, I always say she truly believed that education was a great equalizing factor. I mean, just being a single black woman and, and wanting her two daughters to have the best, she wanted a doctor. And are you <laughs> she what? was appalled. Right. Are, you,
0: are you from Westchester? Yes, yes. yes that's right. Yes,
1: Yeah. She was... Uh, she was heartbroken. I, I mean, she actually didn't give up the whole doctor thing till fairly recent. <laughs> like she would, I'm not kidding. Like, she would come and there would be like a medical school application left somewhere in right. the house. Oh it oh was like oh, Robin, you're going back yeah, to medical school. Yeah. It was like, come you on. You will be
0: a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't that's give really up the funny. idea
1: for some time. So that's hysterical. You know? So, but now I'm a mom and I I, I, wait, I try to put that on my myself. You're also a lawyer, too. Yeah, you're yeah, a lawyer. I did something. My agent had me do something, which I love that Jamie Giddens, I keep circling back to him, who loves yeah. soaps. So he had me do, doing something on guiding lights. He said, Do you want to do something? And I said, Sure. I was thinking about Jamie and I got to deliver babies. So I, I take a uh, pic. I was a doctor. So I take this picture of myself as a doctor delivering ba- a baby, you know? When they have these real, like, little babies, two weeks old. She said, I need to be more specific with God. She said, Robin I had to be more specific with God I said I did turn out to be a doctor but just on TV right
2: I love it so (laughs) much well you definitely are where you belong yeah yeah, I think
0: so I
1: think so yeah for sure amazing
0: well, listen, so tonight is is uh, we're talking on the night of the premiere, and so what are you going to be doing on the premiere? Are you going to be watching it? Are you having a viewing party? No, You
1: know, we had our big screening last okay. night, and I've been running around talking to people to try it. You forget that you have to now let people know about it, mm-hmm. so I've been doing that, and um, I know that Will's having, I think, a little something, a gathering that... I'll be here in New York getting ready for my big press tomorrow. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. But so I might just because we had such a big thing last night, I might just like sit in my
0: hotel, collapse,
1: mm-hmm. and just go. Oh, it's on TV Aww. for real, Aww. you know. Oh, i am live tweeting. You. I also have to ask you. Yeah, so did live you tweet you,
0: tweeting. Did you? go oh, yes you can live tweet did you meet Oprah oh yeah so Oprah and I did women of
1: Brewster place together oh. you know so you know back in the day with Lynn Whitfield Jackie Harry Cicely Tyson oh. who's kind of like my mom in the business Icon. yeah she's incredible she's I cannot fabulous believe
0: she's like 92 and she looks fabulous she looks, she looks and incredible.
1: she has the best clothes we yeah. always write <laughs> about her
0: hats she's just
1: fabulous like. <laughs> she's like one of those women she's just fabulous Cicely used to take me because she would always hit me Robin you can't miss anything live you've got to see it and she used to take me to the Carlisle hotel to see eartha kit you know oh, and yeah. oh my what god and they That's were just so like cool. just such great friends and these women that are like timeless and strong and fearless if you think about eartha kit you know yes and then like you'd go back to the dressing room and then they'd just be cutting up and like cicely laughing till she like falls off a, 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 the chair i just would watch them and just in awe and sexy you know yeah. what i mean so wow. um so yes, so Oprah and I know each other, but it's nice to kind of circle back and be working for her, her network. Her network. Yeah. I mean, she's got a network um, <sighs> and a group of women that are smart, strong, powerful women um, that have a
0: sensibility, I think, of empowering women. Love that! Yeah, the Obamas don't have a show on her network. do I they? I don't think, I think so. They might have been in talks at some point. You didn't go to Harvard when they were there, no, did you? no, okay, no. Cross paths, there. and half
1: the time I was on the plane coming back to audition, trying to <laughs> like at the Cosby Show during that time, mm. and and that.
0: Well listen, we are very excited for you and we hope that you have really a fun time in your hotel room. Yeah. Laughing Yeah. <laughs> break open the uh, mini bar. Yeah. Some a glass of champagne or something. I feel like the ambitions is definitely exactly. to be watched with uh, it, oh, some with uh, some champagne.
1: Yes, for sure. Or so, like dark red wine. There you go. <laughs> some popcorn and just you won't be able to turn away. It's pretty good.
0: It, it looks Great. fabulous. And um, so everybody. Tune in to Ambitions on the OWN Network, Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. Yes. And uh, please come back and see us sometime. Oh, next. I'd love it. Sometime. Robin Givens, thank you. Thanks for having
1: me. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Nick.
0: <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs>